Truth Big Change Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Duff, and this is where we read and explore the simple yet powerful truth of the Bible. And that truth makes a big change in our lives. Last week, we looked at 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 to help define the battle we're in. In his letter to the Corinthians, Paul says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are divinely powerful For the destruction of fortresses. And he goes on to define those fortresses in verse 5. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We said last week that this is a battle for the truth, it is a battle for belief for faith and trust in God against every lofty thing that sets itself against the truth of God. The devil wants to keep us from truth, and he does that, as Ephesians 6 tells us, through schemes or methods that we must stand against. His tactics include keeping me from hearing the truth, presenting me with a false truth or a lie, and when I do hear the truth, getting me to doubt or disbelieve it. So what I want to do today is start with Ephesians 1-3 and describe the battle and what putting on the armor might look like. Specifically, we'll look at this first tactic, the devil wants to keep me from hearing the truth. How does he keep me from hearing? There are two levels on which that can happen. First, he can keep me away from the truth literally by luring me away from actually hearing or reading the word. I don't go to church to hear preaching or teaching, and I don't pick up my Bible to read it. Why? Because I'm busy or tired or angry or a thousand other things. Now, not all these reasons are traced back to my adversary. I have a flesh nature to deal with too, and the flesh is lazy and selfish. It easily cooperates in this warfare against me. So if the devil does present a temptation to avoid the word of God, my flesh will get on board with that. These work together to keep me away from the truth. But there's another way we don't hear the truth. We can hear it with our ears, but not with our hearts. I've certainly experienced this. Sitting in church or even reading my Bible, I'm there, but my mind is miles away. I'm distracted. We can hear without hearing. So, for example, just because I win a battle and do pick up my Bible to read it, the battle for hearing the truth isn't over. I need to come to this word prayerfully, asking the Holy Spirit to teach me. I may say, Lord, Let this word go deep into the soil of my heart, taking root and let it produce a harvest for your glory. Or I'll say, thank you for your word and for the promise that it accomplishes all you send it to do. Your word transforms. It does the work in me. Do the work, Lord. Where I am weak, you are strong. In this way, I'm making myself ready. I'm not just sitting here in my flesh. I am communing with God in spirit. If I am especially distracted on certain days, I'll place my hand over my heart as a reminder that I don't just want these words going in and out of my mind. I want to keep them and cherish them. And so I'll read that way simply just with my hand over my heart. 
And some days I read aloud, pacing around the house, pausing to digest a phrase, considering its implications. So let's get ourselves armed against this first tactic today. Let's really hear the word of the Lord. I'm going to read Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. And as I do, listen with your heart. I'll pray a short prayer first. Father, we've read this verse a few times where you say that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, in Christ. And as I read this passage now, let us hear these words for what they are, the Word of God that does its work in us. We want to hear, to really hear, to know that we have these blessings already in Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the kind intention of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, which He freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished on us in all wisdom and insight, He made known to us the mystery of His will according to His kind intention which He purposed in Him, with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times, that is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. In Him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to His purpose, who works all things after the counsel of His will." to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of His glory. In Him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of promise who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of His glory. Wow, there is so much in this passage. He chose us in Him that we should be holy and blameless. He predestined us to adoption as sons. He freely bestowed His grace on us through the Beloved. I love that. We have redemption through His blood and forgiveness. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, and we have an inheritance being God's own possession. I encourage you to meditate on these blessings this week. I just named seven things, seven spiritual blessings, and I'll list these in the show notes. There are seven days in a week. What if we take one of these each day this week and spend some time prayerfully meditating on how beautiful and life-changing these blessings are? Just consider how your life would be different if you spent some time today thinking about being chosen in Christ. God chose us This isn't insignificant. This truth can jar us out of life as usual. God in His kindness, in His great love, chose you. And what if tomorrow you took some minutes to think about what it means to be adopted? We were outside the family, but now we have been brought into the family as sons beloved of God. What difference does sonship make? 
A son is entitled to things that someone outside the family is not. You get what I'm saying here. This is how truth gets into our hearts. As James says, we don't want to just be hearers of the word, but doers also. And I pray this week, the spiritual blessings that you have in Christ will truly be yours. It is the truth we know that makes us free. May we know it. Next week, we'll look at the second tactic of the enemy, presenting the lie. Thank you so much for listening today. It's a privilege to share the Word of God with you. I hope you'll join me next time on the Simple Truth Big Change podcast as we continue our series on the armor of God. If this has blessed you, please share it with friends or on social media, and it would be a huge help if you'd take just a second to give me a review on iTunes or wherever you're finding this podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode, hit the subscribe button. And finally, you can learn more by visiting my website, heatherkduff.com. 